Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Almost Somebody Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Allen. If you're new here, you can call me LA. If you're not new here, welcome back to the podcast that reminds you that even if you're waiting on something, a job, a spouse, the world to stop being on fire, you are not almost somebody, but you're already somebody unconditionally loved by God exactly where you are. And it's my hope for you that this podcast provides tools, wisdom, and encouragement from the stories of others to help you take your next right step in what it looks like to live a life on purpose. What is it like being on the other side of the mic? Lisa has a podcast too. It is strange. Yeah. Feel, yeah. But I'm excited. <laughs> I feel less pressure. True. Yeah. First question of the pod. What did you want to be when you grew up? I was thinking about that and I have a couple. I have a, an answer when I was a, like a little kid, like elementary school. I wanted to be a vet. Uh, spoiler, I'm not a vet. Okay. But I love animals. Um, but... Then if you asked me in middle school or high school, I wanted to be, and throughout college, I wanted to be a music promoter, specifically like country music. So okay. Like promoting all the country artists. And I did... That'd be a cool job. I did work in like music licensing at this company downtown as an intern um, at the end of college and throughout, like right after I graduated, um, just to get like a feel for the music industry. But then I learned just that it's a lot of politics mm-hmm. and just like who knows who gets like played more and I had a just naive view of promoting music before I figured that out and so I'm just like no like the people with the best intentions should go to the top of the charts and like get all the plays and it was just my eyes were opened to like how the music Uh, industry really is maybe not everywhere um but I was like maybe that's not gonna be my path um so I'm not doing that either, but I still love music and I love promoting it just amongst my friends. So what are you doing now? Now I am in uh, marketing. I went to school for PR, um, kind of transitions to marketing a little bit, uh, but out of school, yeah, just started working marketing at a promotional product startup and then went on to um, do marketing and go to market strategy at Experian here in Austin. And then right now, currently, I'm at AMD on their demand gen team. Do you mind taking us through a quick journey of the in-between, what you wanted to be when you grew up, what you're doing now, just also more of like where God's taking you in between? Yeah, I think he's taking me on a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> to say that. that's pretty cool. Um, but no, I'm originally from outside of Chicago. Um, I came to Austin or the Austin area in Texas about 10 years ago now. Um, transferred down during the middle of my junior year or the start of my junior year at Texas State and then ended or closed out college here and just always wanted to move down south and had an opportunity to do that before I graduated so that's why I chose to just jump right in during school and it was such a god thing because I look back now I'm just like I don't know how my my life would look so different if I moved after I graduated versus Mm -hmm. making that move um, before I did it's such a leap of faith that I didn't even realize it was a leap of faith because I grew up Catholic um, and didn't really grow up with a relationship um, with God. And my family went to church every Sunday at 730, but it was just, I didn't understand like the why and the need. Um, it was definitely a checklist item for me and just something that like I went to because growing up my parents forced me to. And so, mm-hmm. so you can imagine once I 
left the nest and got to college and just kind of made my own schedule. Um, church was one of the first things to fall off my radar. I get um, that. Yeah. And so I always believed in God and just knew that he existed. I just didn't treat him like our savior that he is and know what he did for us um, mm-hmm. in it and the seri- seriousness of it and just how much grace he has for us and like the gift that it truly is um until just last and so i lived a lot of that in between time uh before last year for myself and trying to hold the world on my own shoulders because i felt like it was my it was up to me to sink or swim and like make my life how i wanted to be and you are in charge of your own happiness kind of thing while it might have seemed fun on like the outside to my friends i feel it's definitely the person to keep everything internal and just internalize like all my emotions. Um, I think also just like growing up, we weren't very overly emotional family. Um, we didn't really have deep conversations about your feelings and just like life questions, you know, it was Mm -hmm. very just like how's school, how's work, love you. Like, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and so I have a sister who's like really close. She's two years older than me. And so she, is someone I would tell like most things to, um, but to my parents, um, and even some things to my sister, I just kept inside just because we never really had that like close relationship that I felt comfortable. And so, because they saw, saw me as, Oh, Lisa's out in Texas, like living out her dream. Like I felt like if there wasn't a time where I felt like I was actually living out my dream, like I couldn't voice that to them because it'd be like disappointing them in a way. I think it was, yeah, it just led me to a lot of pressure on myself um, just to kind of create my own happiness and just with work. Um, and then also just personally as a 20, growing up in like in your 20s, I put, if my identity that day wasn't found in like my work and my bank account, it was found in like my relationship status mm-hmm. and looking to guys to kind of like affirm that for me and if the guy I liked at the time didn't like me or if we were on the outs or something like that was just devastating and I was just like wow life sucks and so now what um and so it was my overall outlook on myself and my identity my worth and like really everything about how I thought about myself was very influenced by the external factors that were around me whether it was my relationships at the time or how was how work was going if I was on the job hunt like how that was going you know so mm-hmm. very just vulnerable to ups and downs but at the same time not letting anyone know that I was vulnerable to those ups and, down, ups and downs so I was very good at making it seem that I was 100% happy 100% of the time so with that said and just me like putting my a lot of my my editing and my worth in external factors and more or less um, guys the last couple of years. Um, I had one relationship that just totally went south that was after like a four year period of like being single and being like, okay, I'm working on myself these four years and I'm going to like the next relationship I have like is going to be the best because I put so much time and effort into myself. Surely I am cream of the crop right now. And Mm -hmm. like, I know what I will accept and what I won't accept. Like, I will manifest this relationship that I deserve. So bad. Um, (laughs) And so the next relationship, so funny, 
um, was a terrible one. Well, it was great until <laughs> the terrible thing. I found out that the whole relationship, the guy was cheating on me. Um, that was just like a slap in the face to all things, especially my ego, because with all of that, just pride built up in me beforehand for that to happen. And for me, like, I'm not that person to get cheated on. Like Mm. what? And so that was just crazy to, to experience. But then it was just such a God thing because the girl, it was, it was a crazy Netflix documentary. We won't get into it, (laughs) but I ended up meeting and like becoming friends with one of the girls who was involved because we both had no idea. So innocent, like, it was nothing malicious out of like either of the girls ends. Um, but she was a Christian and she introduced me to a podcast called the porch. And then, um, a book by Lisa Turkers called it's not supposed to be this way. And I loved podcasts at the time. It was during, it was coming off the year of COVID. Um, so I definitely got into podcasts and books, uh, during COVID. So that was just a whole nother stepping stone that got through just Mm -hmm. before that happened to make me. Um, but it was really my first, glimpse um into scripture because growing up not to bash on the catholicism but i never read my bible i never had a bible um just because you don't really use that much um in the actual service like you do some other um, services so it was my first experience with the word and like reading what god's word said and what it meant for me and like really taking that in um and it just like did it, the Holy Spirit was present. Um, and I will vividly remember like that moment forever because I was on my couch alone, like heartbroken, like world ended. And I'm reading like what God's word like says and promises to us. And I just like felt so like convicted that like I was missing the mark for so like this whole time up until that point. And the thing that I was trying to fill with my own capabilities and my own skills, like I was failing over and over again and exhausted at doing it and like felt like I was hiding and not being true to who I was to everyone around me and just felt like something was missing because I was putting what only God could do and his power like on myself and making Mm -hmm. that my own burden. But when I realized like what God's word said, it just truly like, Oh, I got chills. (laughs) It just like gets you. And like God was doing work. And so ever since then, like I, he pulled me in like through that book and those podcast messages. Um, and I was just like drawn. I was like, okay, I need to learn. I want to read more about the word, like, and what God has for me. Um, and so it really was just like from there on, I just, I got a Bible. I started reading it. Um, and I was just hungry for, everything and anything I could get my hands on or my ears listening to, um, that like would tell me about God and who I was and to him. And really that is who we are. Um, and so, yeah, I came, I was just so convicted. So I was like, okay, I think I want to make a life change. Um, and so I started going to church on my own just because of all those things. And just, I felt something moving it was God um and I joined a church and I got baptized um because I had so many questions when I joined uh the church um because I was like I was baptized as a baby like isn't that the same thing um 
but just knowing that baptism in certain denominations is just more about your proclamation and declaration of your faith um and just and surrendering your life to him and just personally choosing to surrender your life to him in front of other witnesses and just confessing that he is your lord and savior and that's something that i don't know many babies can do that when they're when they're like true four months old um so that's definitely something i did not do before and so it just clicked with me like yes i want to do that despite what my history with the church and my baptism previously had looked like because it wasn't really it didn't mean anything to me when it happened back then so i was like i want to do this now because i feel called to and i like i want to start like start making it just looks so different than it used to a year and a half ago um but I, it's crazy because I have so much peace. I, not many things like my job wise or like God hasn't given me all these things that like, oh, I'm, he gave, like I found out who he was and then he gave me all this and that's why I'm happy. Like, no, it's, it was really just simply like reading his word and knowing who he is and just discovering him and just letting all of your trust go to him instead of putting that all on yourself and all those burdens on yourself. It's just really surrendering him to him is what really gives me. And I think everybody, um, who knows him, I feel like would say that piece that everyone talks about. Um, and so, yeah, I, I owe everything to God and just, especially knowing who he is since then. And, and it's just allowed me to reflect back on my life up until I just met him last year and really just opened my eyes to be like, wow, you were faithful to me mm. every single step along the way in every circumstance where I thought the world was crashing and I was failing over and over again. Um, even when I wasn't searching for you and living for you, like you were still moving all those pieces together for that moment last year when I met you in that book and in those mm. podcast messages. Like it was all for a reason and a purpose and it was all according to his plan. Like he knew it might have taken me 28 years to meet him last year, but God like doesn't care how long it takes for you to come meet him. It's not about how long you've known him. It's about just fully being known with him when you do know him and just sharing that light with him. Because, and that's something that I just have had to um, learn as well, because I definitely felt pressures early on to be like, wow, I'm surrounded with all these Christians now that have been Christians since they were five. And I just, yeah. I'm starting a relationship with him. Um, but it was through just good community, good community and just really reading his word over and over again, just to fight those kind of enemy thoughts, um, like that, because it's not about how long you've known him. Um, it's about where you are right now and meeting him where you are. Um, it just reminds me of the woman at the well. And every time mm-hmm. I like have a thought like that, even today, it's not often because I feel like very firm in it now, but sometimes it'll pop up. And I'm just like, no, like so many people in the Bible met him and literally they turned around and started screaming out his name and yeah. telling everyone that they knew like minutes later. So it just is fuel to me that like the enemy is real and the enemy will try to bring you down and talk you down in any way he can. No surprise. Yeah, God's testimony in you is so inspiring and inspired a whole podcast of your own. So can you tell us more about the Light Worth Living podcast? Mm-hmm. What 
inspired it outside of your testimony and uh, where people can find it too. Yeah. So the light worth living podcast, um, it really just was like a result of me just like feeling so just changed by God last year. Um, and just learning how to best use what I've learned and my voice to like praise God and just grow the kingdom. Um, and I know like a lot of people have different, there's so many ways to, to grow your, grow the kingdom and talk about your faith. Um, I know like a couple people at my church, like they'll go fishing at mm-hmm. Zilker and that is not fishing in a it's, pond. It's not <laughs> Cause fish. that was what I asked the first time I heard about it. <laughs> you guys just fish. <laughs> I'm like there's no water at Zilker and besides the river, but that's not Zilker. I didn't want to just do something just because like, that's what people did. Like I wanted to do something because I felt like passionate about it and like called and like that, like felt like a passion behind it. Um, and so before that, I just, I listened to a bunch of podcasts, just the porch and just a bunch of other ones. And I just really love them. And so I, I feel like it, that my couch I have a lot of moments on my couch, but it just came to me one night too. while I was just reading and I think I was just praying for a good bit. Like, God, I'm, I want to know like how I can use my voice and the gifts that you've given me, like the best um to just show everyone this transformation that you've had in me um and it just kind of came to me like maybe you should start a podcast and so cool <laughs> i was like well, i know nothing about podcast. really just about living how to live with christ's light on um and not so much practical right now i've just been going through a bunch of series of just life change testimonies um because i just love hearing how god changes so many people's lives in so many unique ways and different circumstances at different stages of life. Um, and he can really take anybody and transform them Mm -hmm. into a servant. And so it's just been really critical for my faith too, just because I'm learning and it's helping me build on my own foundation. Um, and it's just so cool. And I just pray that people are listening and people that don't know him or may be, may be a Christian, but may have, may be not practicing, um, really a lot in their day on their uh, daily life. Um, just perks up their ears and just gets some inner gears going, um, yeah. internally, just like, who is Jesus? And do I have a relationship? And if I don't, why not? And just mm-hmm. kind of ask those questions with yourself because I just well, I think a lot of a lot of people too can have the perception like, Oh, all the Christians are just like high on Jesus. And like, Oh, I re- <laughs> like the life is great. Like blah, dee da. But like, it's actually really good to hear Christian stories and testimonies about like people who have struggled and yes. had traumatic stuff happen to them, but they, here's how they still live with this light on. Because yes. I think a lot of people are jaded and kind of have that mentality. Um, but it's still possible to have peace and light throughout. Dark- I know so many people are encouraged. I've loved the episodes on your podcast too. I've been encouraged and yes. I've loved hearing everyone's testimonies. Testimonies are some of the most incredible things to hear and be that encouraged that like the same God of the universe that wants a relationship with me wanted it with them mm-hmm. that flipped their life around. Yeah. Like Jesus is real. It's like the magnitude ugh, is insane from death to life that someone's life can really 
change like that, like 180 for the rest of their life because they ran into Jesus. It's just the most incredible. So someone is where you were a little over a year ago and they're wondering how to even begin a personal relationship with Jesus, whether they grew up in a more religion uh, environment or whether they don't have any concept of faith, uh, what would you share with them as encouragement? Um, I would say just one, seek it out. Like if you want something more, then start looking for something more, whether that be at um, different community groups across the city or wherever you are if you're not in Austin um just like looking for a Christian community um whether that's a church or just like different college groups or just like looking for more just putting action behind the desire um because you can say you want something but until you actually do anything like you're not gonna you're not gonna if you just yeah I want something more but if you're not trying to talk to God or praying for something and putting yourself in situations that you will be around that kind of community. Um, if you don't change anything, you're not going to change. And just don't be scared. Um, I think coming from me too, of just being so previously just scared to be vulnerable and scared to let that guard down and just share lift the veil from everyone um, and share like the real me um, and just share that like it's not always sunshine and rainbows mm -hmm. and that's okay um, don't be don't let like that hold you back and like have fear hold you back from that because that that will if you let it um, and just taking the leap of faith um, and just trusting God that he will sustain and, and provide you with everything that he wants you to have um it takes a lot of trust but just knowing that like he is good and he will give his people hopefully y'all haven't heard my dog this whole time because i figured out an awesome cool sound f way to clear that up if not sorry about it hope you listen to the whole combo anyways <laughs> um lisa thank you for being here well, if you were listening to this episode of the podcast, you definitely heard my dog playing with his toy. 1% better every day, folks. We're getting 1% better every day. Thanks for listening to Lisa's testimony and her story. Highly recommend going to listen to the Light Worth Living podcast. It's incredibly encouraging, and Lisa's done a great job with it. So go follow along on her journey. Connect with us at Almost Somebody Pod with two Ds on Instagram. And if you could give us a follow and a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we should be up wherever you listen to podcasts. So I hope that this episode brought some hope, some encouragement to wherever you are at right now. And remember that you're not almost somebody, but you're already somebody. You have purpose. You're making an impact where you are. And I hope that this episode encourages you, provides you tools, wisdom, and helps you along your journey wherever you're at. So thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next week.